who God is to me. Because it all defines our whole relationship and how we handle everything. But maybe before we start, let's look at the value he places on us. Um, um, Isaiah 53, verse 3 to 7. Actually, even from the Old Testament, it says that he was despised. It was, it was about Jesus. It was like a prophecy talking about Jesus. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray and have turned everyone we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord had laid on him the iniquities of us all. He was oppressed and was afflicted and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth. He brought, he was, he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before Hashirah is dumb so he opened not his mouth. You know this talks about the sacrifice that was made and it's a bit, you know, it, it, it's a bit graphic it's a bit graphic about what the sacrifice was. And then, uh, okay, we all see God as, you know, God. And then, you know, Jesus is the son of God. So imagine if, I don't know, I don't think I can make my own child go through something as horrific as this to save millions, to save the whole world. But that's the value that God has placed on us. You know, it's, it's we work with his value, what the value he has placed on us, and not how we see ourselves. Um, during the Alpha meeting, the same one of the meetings, the same question was asked, something similar, like who is God to you? And then it got us really thinking. It got me thinking and trying to think about it. And then it comes to play that it's who you want him to be to you, that he is to you. You know, he's the constant thing. We are the variables. He's there. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. You know, we've said it all. And so who he is does not change. What changes is... What changes is what matters, what's important is who we seem to be. Um, there was something um, I saw somewhere and the person said if you take away any of the attributes of God we do not weaken God but we weaken our concepts of God. So I'll go back to that. So when I um, so yes, God is this, you know, this big man at the top. You know, he's the Alpha, the Omega, the I am, the I am, the creator of the world and all that. So are we just seeing him that way? 
are we just acting that way or are we bringing him home making him your father your friend your confidence you know uh on that day when i was told to say i said that um it's funny i it was i said he belongs to me as in it's i'm not saying he's not your god but as i see him i don't see him as your god i see him as my own i see him as my father i see him as someone that loves me more than every other thing more than every other person so i think we can uh, i i see myself as the most important person to god i see that he moves he will move mountains to satisfy me you know sometimes when he instructs me and tells me what to do the human that i am sometimes i listen sometimes i don't sometimes we say i say god let me just try it my own way first which is wrong but sometimes i do that but when it does not work out again i go back to meeting you know telling between my legs but like the prodigal son i'm willing i don't i don't even doesn't even take me time like how long it took the prodigal son to suffer so much um you are you ready i'm ready to go back every single time you know i might end up maybe because of the decisions i make sometimes or we make we might end up facing hurdles more hurdles than we are supposed to but he is there when we want to listen he's ever present so he's there when we want to listen to him when we want to know him when we want to talk to him uh and he doesn't i see him as that like he doesn't hate me because i didn't listen or try to punish me for it his love is great you know our our love is just a tiny bit of an expression of the love god has so to receive it's important we see god we see ourselves from god's eyes we have to see ourselves the way he sees us you know sometimes your children want to work they want to do things but you want them sometimes you particularly want to tell them or show them or you particularly want to say how i wish you can see yourself the way i your mother or i your father sees you you know the light i see in you or what it is that we see in you uh you know this verse was you know they just this was described during the alpha meeting when he said that Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him, I will sup with him and he will me. And they used there was a pictorial description of Jesus at the door and there be no handle. But you know the thing is this, he could open the door, but he's knocking at the door. Right? He could break down the door. but he's knocking at the door. He could even speak through the door, walk through the door. But he's knocking at the door and waiting for our own efforts. So it's all about what we see him as, the concept how we describe him. You know what how we see him in our lives. 
there's been different verses, you know, talking about the description, about, you know, how our earthly fathers love us, how much more would Christ God not, you know, being in right standing, him calling us righteous. A lot of that. And sometimes from our actions, we still realize that who do we see him as? to us how approachable because it's is right there how, how how are we approaching him in in john 14 16 to 18 jesus said that and i will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he would abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world the world cannot receive because he said not him neither knowing him but you know him for he dwelleth in you and he shall be in you I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You know, the main thing is this. Um, what I want to bring out there is he said, he shall give you another comforter. He's not saying, I'm going to give you a master. You know, I'm not going to give you someone with a gavel that is going to, I'm not giving you a judge. I'm not giving you uh, an executioner. I'm not giving you a commander. He said he's giving you a comfortable. He said he's giving you, I'm trying to, uh, he said he's giving you a comforter. John's that, um, someone that, a comforter is a friend, a guardian, a guardian, someone that provides um, consolation, someone that is, uh, um, that is there with you all the time. And so that's what God, that's what Jesus is telling you that, he's telling you that that's what he's living with you. James is not living just himself. You know, he's moved from just, he's moved from Jesus, how Jesus like, uh, it bridged the gap between us and God. It made us see him not in the light that we're looking at him in the old testament or how some people looked at him and how it seemed as if very few had a good relationship a close relationship with him now is a time whereby we don't have to go through someone we don't have to meet somebody else he's telling you that he would give you someone that you know when where jesus was when jesus was on earth with us oh let's say with our forefathers he was always at one place at a time if somebody needed him somewhere else someone else was going to look for him you know they, they did not understand most of them did not understand that where they were they could just call him his name and everything he could do physically in one place he could also do it there but now jesus has told us and he has also told us that he resides in us. And he is great. We, we keep reciting it. We keep saying it. He's great. He can do everything. It says the spirit is self-bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may, be, we may also be glorified together. So that means he has said that we are children of God what we receive from God 
it's depending on how we see him what type of relationship we feel we want to have with him and then it's not about your lip service it's about what do we do about it and you know practice makes perfect so the more we activate it the more we work on it the more we accept him as who he wants to be in our life the better it is for us we you know we we the righteousness where we're coming from we're coming we're coming from somewhere so lowly because you know it said that for all our sin and come short of the glory of god we gentile freely by his grace through the redemption of jesus christ whom god has set forth uh, you know and to de- through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of god so you know his it's like um having a clean i'm not going to call it like a clean slate you know that's that is like like the rebirth yes it's, it's a full rebirth so that means all the things that happened before all the things that are happening in future does not affect our righteousness and does not affect the relationship we have with god i know rev has said this time and time again over and over again but that's how i see it and that's how my relationship with god has been that whatever it is that happens whatever it is that i do does not affect my relationship with god because i refuse to accept allow that because god does not and the only person that can affect my relationship with god is myself so even when i fall short even when we fall short we should know that he's there He said that you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Like, you know, this has been. He said, who he, who, 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 who his, his own self bears in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin, we live unto righteousness by whose stripes we are yet saved. For you were a sheep going astray, but you you now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. So it's telling us, you know, this just lets us know that our sins have been nailed to the cross. Therefore, like we've been told over and over again, therefore we are not sinners. We might fall short sometimes. We might do things. We might do acts, perform acts that might be sin. That might be a sin. But that does not change who we are. We are the only ones that can consciously change who we are and change our relationship with God. Just that he's there right in front of us. He said that he's at the door knocking. He's right there. But who do you see him as? Do you see him as the God of everybody? The creator of the world? Because if you see him as a father and someone that loves you so much, and you relate it a tiny bit to your children and the things they do for you and the fact that you still love them irrespective of what they do you know in the office you see um you, you see we see armed robbers and then you see mothers parents shielding their children you know um there was a woman that spent i'm not will i say months or years in prison, all the process of awaiting trial and all that. But what happened? Her son was a robber. 
he was caught and they were practically going to lynch him they were beating him the market was were beating him then someone was worried that i let this poor man die here and they called the police and immediately they called the police by the time the police was there was a small opportunity for him to run away and he ran he ran and where did he go to he went to his mother's house he went to his mother's house that's not the first time it wasn't the first time he was caught he had been caught he ran to his mother's house the mother put he entered the house people saw him enter the house the mother locked the door the police came and they knocked and the mother delayed them and came out only after she had given the son an opportunity to escape she knew who he was she's probably praying for him to change and you know so she she also probably has had ideas of where he could be but she was arrested for what she did and she did not spill she didn't say what he, she did not say where he was she did not suggest you know she was ready that whatever it is you want to do i asked so and th- you know that is an example she knew who her son was but she was still willing to sacrifice herself for him and then that son had almost trust and faith in his mother he knew what his mother was going to do for him and he went there because he could have gone to any other place because it's not rocket science that they would follow him to his mother's house just so actually uh and jesus has described himself as the good shepherd and that he lays his life down for the sheep you know it's interesting that i feel it was not it's not a mistake that the word they used there was that he laid he lays his life down for the sheep that is singular not necessarily um plural you know so when you say you lay your life down for the ships one might be sacrificed for the others but he laid he lays his life down for the for 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 me that's how i put it for me specifically so how much can i quantify how how much how can i describe to you just He's described, he's self-describing. His actions have shown us who he is. So are we accepting him for who he is? Or do we just, yes, we reverence him. Or do we just want to reverence him and leave him there, up high? Untouchable, unattainable, unrelatable. Someone that we cannot have a tete-a-tete with. We can't have a cup of tea with. Someone you cannot tell your troubles or your challenges someone you cannot call on anywhere you know um 
during the affirmation there was someone that gave a description of god and i've mentioned it so many times because it, the description um how will i say it it, it, it shakes it ravels my brain it shakes me and it says that um it's um faith the person described faith as confidence and peace confidence and peace you know, you could be because you are confident that you will win. Does not mean you might not have sleepless nights or something. That you you're confident in who he is, and at peace. That that you're confident that he stands. So, do we have? Do we see him as someone that at every time we should have the confidence that he's there and have at the same time the peace that he has got it you know because he has called us um, he's 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 called us his children and one thing you must always realize is that god is not slow to his promises he does not fail to fulfill his promises So when we see him as the creator, when we see him as the alpha and the omega, we should also see him as our friend, as our confidence, as our comforter, as our stronghold. You know, Psalm 54 verse 4 says, surely God is my help. He's the one who sustains me. Are we also seeing him as our sustainer? Are we seeing him, as we're saying that in Samuel, as our rock? You know, as the person who makes our way perfect, as our salvation, as our refuge. Are we seeing him as someone we can pour our hearts out to? Not just um, as Moses described him earlier when he said, when he was asking that, when God described that, go, then when you um, say, when God told Israel that, go to them and say that the God of your fathers has sent me to you. He's not the God of your fathers, he's your God. Then he's not just the God, your God, he's your own father. Well, the Bible has said that he cannot lie. So everything he has said there, that we are sons. It's true and remains true. Do you understand? Are we are we seeing him as the consuming father? You know, because you know, we could read that Deuteronomy verse, chapter uh, verse, without reading the other part. We could see him as the consuming fire, the jealous God, but we fail to see him as the merciful God and who does not abandon or destroy you. Or forget his covenants or forget his promises i've been forgetting that he's gracious and full of compassion you know in all things the giver god does not change he's the same yesterday today and forever his words remain the same and will come to pass it is all about the receiver we are the variable we are the constant change. We are what changes. We are what differs. 
were what affects the results from party A to party B. So in accepting, in describing, in understanding who God is, we also have to accept the position he has. You know, you cannot say, I accept who God is. This is who he is to me. Without accepting the position he has placed you in. Which is as sons of God. Then so when we accept it, do we behave like it? Like sons of God. We have to behave as one. Definitely not as false children. But as one who wants to excel. And who wants to make the father proud. And who is true to his nature. And what's this nature? The nature of God. You know, Jesus is sufficient for us. Is all that we need, the answer to everything, to open all doors. So it's time we listen and we accept him for who he is. You know, we kindle the fire, we activate it. If we want it to be lukewarm, it remains lukewarm. If we want it to be hot, it is hot. But there's one thing we know, we must know. That he can never love us more than he actually loves us right now. He loves us so, so much. So now, how do we act? Who I go back to um, the title, which is probably like a question. Who is God to you? Then it's, I'm not saying we should just say, oh, he's this, he's my this, he's my this. How are we acting? You know, it says actions speak louder than uh, than words. Yes. How are we acting? How are we showing who he is to us? How are we being, you know, extremely confident and at peace with who he is in our lives? Because sometimes our shortcomings might be because we do not we do not tap into who he is to us. And who he wants to, he wants to be your uh, everything. Is your one-stop shop. The one place, every single thing he can be gotten, he can console you, he can waken you up, he can quicken your spirit, he can give you understanding and knowledge, he can, he opens doors, he clears paths, he raises if it grazes, it brings down mountains, it raises valleys. He colors paths. He advises, he lectures, he wants you to know. You know, I can't imagine him thinking, you know when Jesus said that far more than he did, when we do. You can imagine the extent of what God did. And he's looking at us and expecting so much from us. And he wants to give us so much more that can, we can imagine and or think about. But if you cannot see him in the right light, then you can't probably accept it or tap into it. We have to see God as who he is and who he wants to be in our lives. And that is the beginning of our true success in every single thing we do. Because if you know you have him, 
if you know your relate the extent of your relationship with your parents it affects what you can get from them what you expect from them and what you know is rightfully yours but it's important at all times to know who he is to us who he is who we see him as does not change who he is he's still who he is but it's who so but it's an individual thing we all have to describe we all have to act and we all have to know who god is to us thank you very much let's have a wonderful day i thank you father heavenly father and i pray and i know that as we come as we move forward our relationship with you will get better in jesus name we will understand the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened to know what is the hope of your calling to understand your greatness to understand who you are to us to understand the extent of the sacrifice that jesus has done for us to be able to walk in your light to be able to be god like like we are called to be and be good ambassadors of christ in jesus name have a wonderful day